Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal and company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. 
And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. I'm very excited to be back here with another episode with my guest, Joey Braun, who is the host of the Mind Shape podcast. Joey, my friend, what is going on in your world today? How you doing, Michael? It's good. I'm over here in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, it's cold, but uh, I love it, man. Uh, life's good. Can't complain. And most importantly, uh, everyone in my life's doing well. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, I love that. that. That really is one of the most important things like health, family, community, people, you know, you can you can be down in the dumps and still have health and you're you're a millionaire, in my opinion. So for for context, and for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. We'll have to rewind a little bit right now. I'm about to be 26. My story started around when I was 11. 12, 13. So that was the aspect growing up. You know, I grew up in a, in a good family. I played sports. I was a star soccer player, did everything all the above, a very social kid. When I hit 11 and a half, 12, I started getting sick. What we found was I got bit by a tick, which gave me Lyme's disease, which was okay. We go to the doctor, get treated for Lyme's disease. Everything's fine. And then over pr progressive weeks and months, Things didn't get better. Things got worse. The doctor said, well, the limes isn't really active. We don't know what's going on. Then they were like, all right, we don't know. I could. I, st I got to the point where I was so weak, I couldn't even get down the steps. So I, I went from a star soccer player to someone who couldn't even walk down the steps. It was the most confusing time of my life because I didn't understand how things can change. When you're young, you think you're invincible, right? When life's good, you think you're going through life, you feel good. And then all of a sudden things change. And it kind of gave me my first glimpse of how fast things can change for me. I ended up going from doctor to doctor and I eventually was diagnosed with juvenile dermatomyositis, which is a rare autoimmune disease that affects the skin and the muscles. And just, it's, it's pretty much for autoimmune, it means your immune system attacks itself. In this case for the mind muscles, it made my muscles extremely weak. And at, at one point when I, when I first got diagnosed, um, I had golf ball sized rocks in my calves, which, which was, was extreme pain. So that was an experience, but needless to say, when I started with autoimmune, I was 12 and a half was when I got officially diagnosed. They put me on, uh, steroids. I was supposed to take those for two years, which I did completely stunted, uh, six to eight inches of my growth. I was always short, so it was tough to get stunted six to eight inches of growth and then be told that, hey, I'm not going to be, I'm supposed to be 5'11". Right now, I'm only 5'5". Five five. So luckily, I still grew. Um, right Then I was like 4'8". So I was like, well, how tall am I going to get? Uh, so that was the experience of you know the start of my story. There's a lot more to it going along, but that's the start. Yeah. And, and 
as someone who as a child was in and out of the hospital more times than I could ever count. Like I, I have so much empathy for you, man, because that's, uh, it's, and, and I think a lot of people have that experience, unfortunately, and it's not, it's not spoken or, or, or talked about enough. I mean, there were times where, I mean, I'd be in the hospital two, three times in a week easily. And, and I don't think people really understand the impact that that has on you mentally, emotionally, and physically at that young of an age. And then once you, you know, head into your teens and, and your adult years, at one point I was like, man, I think I'm a hypochondriac. You know, I, I think that's a really big part of what happens until you, you start to take this, this time, effort, and energy to not only heal your body, but, but heal your mind around these things. So as you're in this journey and, and you're heading through this as a, as a kid and into a teenager, what, what were the tools or coping mechanisms that you had to kind of manage this? Michael, to be honest, going from 12 to 17, even to 22, I didn't have any COVID mechanisms. I just lived my life. I literally couldn't, didn't process it in that way. I was always moving to the next thing. Like, Hey, I just got to keep moving. That's, I guess that's the only thing I thought. I didn't consciously think of it like I do now. I just kept moving. Like I, I was sick. I didn't know what to do. I took, I took pills, 20 pills in the morning, 20 pills at night. I got better constantly in and out of the hospital, constantly in and out of, of getting blood work every week to see if I'm doing better. The coping mechanisms for me were just, was just survival at that point. And, you know, I turned from an outgoing kid into an antisocial kid because getting bullied in school, for some reason, when you're growing up through school and when you get older, it's not a big deal. But people really like to get on you for being short. They like to get on you for your height. It's not a big deal when you're older. But when you're in the when you're there, when you're a kid, it, it's your social status is important. You're getting bullied. You're getting put down. I, when I took my steroids, my cheeks blew up like a chipmunk. They were huge. And I got called a chipmunk, like people laughing at me in the hallways. Now, that's a traumatizing experience for someone going through high school. Like that's an important time. And, and we it's just it was so traumatizing for me looking back to go through that. And it was just life. And moving forward, I, I kind of just dealt with it in that way. My doctor always told me, Joey, I know you don't want to hear this. You're not going to be able to play sports like you did. You're not going to be able to lift weights. You're not going to be able to do all these things physically that I always could do and I love doing. And that tore me apart. At the same time, I'm a bit of a rebel. In my mind, I was like, that's not going to happen. That's, that's not how it's going to go down for me. So I continued to play sports, play soccer, like while I was taking the medicine, which I wasn't supposed to do. And I was still okay. Like I was, I was, I couldn't spend as long on the field, but I could still play. Right. I got tired fast because my muscles got weak. I kept going that, that direction. And a big thing that helped me though. And it was, I guess, treatment I saw was my mom went through a lot on her end. You know, she ended up going to acupuncture. She got treated and it helped her a lot. So she told me, Joey, I want to go. I want you to go to acupuncture. I want you to do this. And a 17 year old me is like acupuncture. Isn't that where they stick needles all around your body? I didn't want to do that. She took it took like three months for her to convince me to, to go to acupuncture and seek that treatment. When I went. 
uh, nothing really happened at first. She stuck needles in my body, but uh, she was amazing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to keep coming back. I don't really want to live the rest of my life with an autoimmune disease and, and be weak all the time. And I want to seek treatment. So I did this. I went to acupuncture every single week for eight months. And after eight months, I felt a lot better. I didn't go into a, a cycle of like remission in the, in the spring. I didn't go through that same flare ups I would have. I felt good. So I kept going and the disease was put into remission, right? I, I don't deal with it. Like I do did back then. Like, I don't think it's completely gone. I think it's like in remission, it's still part of me. Uh, but right now, like I could run five Ks. I can lift as much weight as I want. I can do all the things I always wanted to do. And it seems like that happened because I was able to be open enough to another form of treatment and also be confident in myself and, and my growth. And, and one of the things that came to mind as you were talking, I was like, I remember at one point um, I got super sick as a kid. I was on prednisone, which is an insane thing to be on as a child. And just going through this, this consummate battle of, of pain and having doctors, you know, you have also having asthma, like they're like, you can't play sports. You can't do these things. And having that rebellious mentality in the same way, I was like, fine, I'm going to do it anyway. And like, sometimes I'd have these like vicious asthma attacks in the middle of like practices and stuff like that. I'd be like, well, I'm going to live my life. And I, it's funny because I, you always hear in, in medical research when people are given a time frame on diagnosis, they always die like within a couple of weeks of that date because, you know, there, I think there is part of, and maybe this is heady and I, I know it might be for some people, but I, I truly feel like when you decide that you're going to be healthy and you make that choice and you, to some extent, as much as you humanly can push your body and like force it into doing the things that you want it to do, it will come around. Right. And, you know, it's really interesting to me now, 20 years removed, I think I've had like one asthma attack since. And it was so much about me forcing my body into that, that level of growth and, and not always letting doctors be the ones who determine my future. Cause I think it's really easy to go to the doctor and they're like, Hey, we're just going to give you all these drugs. Godspeed. Was it was it more of your mother's interest in Eastern medicine or your own? What I guess I'm trying to figure out here, what I'm curious about is how did you navigate your own health? Because at some point there had to be a turning point, not only in your rebellion, but in, in the practical way that yourself to, I would assume, look at this and go, you know what, I'm going to do this my way. And, and how did you get there? Hmm. Interesting question. When I look back at all of it in my life, like right now, I do a lot of things for my body, for my health, and where I want to go. When I was 16, 17, 18, I went to acupuncture, and that was like all I did. I still didn't eat right. I still didn't do the right things for my body, and I just went to acupuncture. I didn't think about anything other than not feeling the way I did. And when that provided me that ability to not feel that way, I kind of just went and said, okay, this is enough. Like I, then I went from straight from there to college and in college, my habits didn't get any better. I went, I went to college and I was partying and drinking and eating college food like on campus, which is not good. It's, <laughs> it's, 
it didn't, I just went straight from that into college. So when it comes to like how I dealt with it, you know, mentally, I, like you said, it was a decision for me. I just literally made a decision one day. I got acupuncture. I stopped taking the pills, all like all the pills that I felt were making me sicker. And intuitively I thought like, Hey, these are making me feel worse. So I guess that was one thing I did as like, I just committed to stop. I'm not going to take these pills. I'm like, I'm like, go to acupuncture. And unfortunately to the doctor. And uh, if she ever hears something like this, I'm sorry, but I just stopped going. And she wanted me to come back so bad. I just stopped. I, I didn't go back. I don't advise that for everybody, but I was tired of hearing the same old, same old of you can't do this. You can't do that. Right. There's never, there's never a conversation of, Oh, you can do this. It was always a conversation of what I can't do. I don't want to live my life like that. And like you said, Michael, we have so much power over our thoughts and how we think. And the brain we have is so plastic. Like we can really mold it. And I think when I under started to understand that after college, I started to read better books, to think, to eat the right things, to see what foods make me feel good, what make foods make me feel worse. I started to really take care of myself physically and then mentally think in the right way. It changed everything for me. So that real practical journey didn't start till after college for me was was when I realized how bad being sick and being bullied and being weak affected me mentally when I was younger. That I didn't realize till 10 years later how bad it affected me and how much I haven't dealt with that with that thing, with that mental mental burden and, and trauma I dealt with when I was younger. Yeah. And, and and that's heavy, right? Because I think for most kids in, in a similar situation as you and I, there there's a level of dissociation where you really kind of effectively turn off emotionally because it's survival, it's protection. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's really funny to me looking back at being bullied all the time as a kid, being a, a bedwetter, being in poverty, being one of the probably the most poor kid in the entire school and and looking back on that and going, man, that's crippling. And I don't think until you, there's levels of bullying. Like, let's keep yeah. it real. If you're yeah. getting picked on a little bit, you're probably going to be okay, right? But but when it when it gets to the depth where it starts to fuck with your psyche and your identity, one of the things we do is we just learn to turn it off. You know, we we become. I don't know if this was your experience. So I'm really curious. Is I became a robot, and in becoming a robot, that actually impacted really the the continuation of of my life until the moment I came to the realization like oh wait a second that's not who I am what was there was there a turning point what was there something like in this process in which you were reflecting on the past where you had to shift your identity and your beliefs about who you are yes it was a huge turning point for me after I graduated from college. That was my main goal to get through school, graduate from college. I went from uh, Towson University here in Maryland all the way back to home in New Jersey. I got a dog in college, and needless to say, I got it for the I got my dog for the wrong reasons. Uh, instead of and now I have to take this take take care of a dog all by myself back in New Jersey, living by myself and working. 
We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. And since I went through a terrible breakup right before I graduated, I was in a bad spot, a very depressed state. And when I look back on this, I realize you know, why I had to go through that. I feel like everything does happen for a reason, but I was so broken to the point where I was crying on my floor alone, not knowing what I wanted to do, working a job that I just didn't like at all, saying, okay, I keep having these thoughts and going down these mental patterns and how I think about myself. I can either, in that moment on the floor, I remember, and this was after months and months of the same thing. It was this one moment. I said, I can either flip to the next chapter of my book or throw this one out and write a whole new one. And that was a powerful moment for me because I started to become open in that, in that part of my life to listening to a positive podcast, listening to a reading books. And, and I started doing that slowly. I started to see, cause I did that right away. I started to see a week after that life doesn't have to be, the way I, I, I thought, I think it does. I, I don't have to be my past. I don't have to be this identity of who, who I am because I realized, like you said, I, from all that bullying, I put up this wall, I put up this shell and I just became essentially a robot. I didn't have emotionally intelligent conversations with people. I was never vulnerable. I was just always like, okay, I have two friends. That's great. And I'm moving forward. I'm just going to keep going. I don't trust people. I, I don't want to be vulnerable with people because every time that I tried to, either I'd get bullied or the friend I would tell would tell everybody else. And then I'd be hearing from that from other people in school. I didn't want to be open with people. I closed off from a social kid to an antisocial kid. My identity completely flipped. My personality flipped during that time period between 12 and 22. However, I did realize in this moment alone, crying on the floor that um, something told me I didn't have to be that identity anymore. I mean, the past is going to be in the back seat, but they don't have to drive the car, right? You can drive where you want to go. You can be who you want to be. And when I realized that is when I started to make those changes and doing meditation, stretching, reading, and implementing things into my life that'll help me move in the right direction. And all of those things helped tremendously. When, when you were in that, I think that we're often faced with what I'll call this juxtaposition of self in which you have the ability to create massive change in your life in the way that you have, 
or you have the ability to stay exactly where you are. And and in that about was what were some of the first started to take? Because I, I think what happens is, and this was my experience, you kind of have this idea, this notion in the back of your head. You sit with it for a bit. You go, okay, wait, maybe I don't actually have to be my past. But often we get trapped and we get stuck there because we don't step into what's next. What was what was really the catalyst that maybe it's mindset, maybe it's action, I'm not sure for you. But what was really the catalyst that helped you actually step into what would ultimately become the change that you made in your life? It was a step-by-step process for me. I knew in that moment that I'd have to take it literally hour by hour, day by day, if I wanted to to see change. Like I couldn't focus on a week or a year. Even a day was a lot. I started to, the first thing I did, actually, the first thing I did was, <laughs> I think that morning I put, I haven't ran in years. I put my running shoes on and ran two miles. I didn't even know I could run two miles. And on that run, I remember feeling exhausted and at the same time feeling free, feeling like, wow, I just did something I didn't think I could do in the spur of the moment after making a decision that I wanted to make a change in my life. That's what I started to see how malleable and and plastic we are and how we can make changes in our life by, by a decision. Right. And then I started running every, every single day and it wasn't two miles. It was pretty, I think I did like a mile. And also I started waking up early and making sure that I was up and, and ran that and ran. That was the first thing I did now that I, I think about it. I haven't even thought about that a long time. Yeah, that's interesting. And what's so interesting is like, for me, it was kind of the same thing. I was like, if I move my physical body, it, it, it's almost like moving your physical body is more difficult than any other aspect of what I'll call those that you have for yourself because it would to do something difficult, right? And in that difficulty, what I love that you said is you felt free. What what was that freedom about for you? I don't know. I think it all came to fruition for me. You know, I still believed my doctor like inherently subconsciously that I would never be able to do those things. I had, I sat out the mile races in school because of it. Well, not the mile runs. There weren't races, but we had to do that for um, PE class. When I did that, I broke through a limiting belief that I had for years, a decade. And that was the catalyst to breaking down so many like limiting beliefs. A week later, I started journaling and reflecting on my life. And when you're alone, and I repeat this, being alone is very powerful. Because when you're alone, you can be with yourself. There's really no distractions. I mean, there are, there can be, but you're kind of forced to sit with yourself. And I sat with myself and saw like, I don't really like these things about me. Mm -hmm. I don't like how I feel this way. I don't like how I treat people in certain situations. I don't like how I show up in certain situations. Okay. Now that's a fact for me. What can I do now to improve those things? Because I do inherently believe in a higher power, but I believe that this world we live in is his cause and effect, right? We do something, we get a result. 
And I do believe there's solutions to a lot of problems. Like in our personal lives, if we think and we sit down and we reflect, we can find ways to, to improve certain areas of our life. So I had to start doing that with my journaling and being honest with myself. That's the hardest thing guys is honesty with you. The easiest thing to do is to lie to ourselves. But if you don't like something about yourself, be honest with yourself because that's when you can start to actually see, okay, now what can I do to, to be better? And that's how I started making that change because I didn't, I didn't like myself. That I, It was an inherent reason why I was depressed and sad, right? I, I wasn't doing the right things for me. I, I feel like often people, and we live in such an interesting society where it's like, be kind with yourself, be kind with yourself. And I will always argue the kindest thing that you can do for yourself is the thing that you know you're supposed to be doing, right? And and there is a level where you kind of have to get over your own bullshit to be able to shift into having the life that you want to have. And and when you do that, the not only the power that you get, but the freedom, the sense of self, compassion, love, empathy, like those things really start to come into play. And I love what you said about being alone because the, the greatest scopes of my healing journey have been literally in the silence. And that's so uncomfortable for people because it's so easy to grab the phone, hop on social media, play video games, watch movies, yeah. go party with your friends, happy hour. But if you sit with yourself for 45 minutes a day in silence, you're going to learn something about who you are. You're going to learn a lot. Yeah, you, you are. And, and I think that it's okay to be scared about that. Because it's unknown territory. And even today in this moment, you're doing something you've never done before for the first time. So, like, you can have grace. You can have empathy for yourself. But I think, really, if you if you want to step into what's next in your life, you've got to be willing to do the difficult things. And so one of the things that I, that I appreciate about you, and I, I know that you've been able to do in, in having difficult conversations is starting your podcast. And one of the reasons that I did and created Think Unbroken is I was like, I want to put together the thing that I need for other people, that I need for me, that I need for the world. And, and, and in a sense, this is kind of right, because I'm always getting to learn from people. What do you think is one of the most important lessons that you've learned from other people in, in your journey of healing? Oof. We've had a ton of people on the podcast you know, it does, it's the perspective of the world. While we have our own worlds and it's important that we take care of ourselves, it's also really, really important to understand what's going on in other people's lives. What other people deal with on a daily basis is going to be completely different. It could be similar, but a lot of times it's really different from what we go through in life. To be able to sit down with over 80 people now and hear stories about someone who was in a house fire, someone who uh, was sexually assaulted, someone who had cancer, someone who's going through chemotherapy, so many different stories, someone who went through a huge um, weight loss campaign, lost a lot of weight. You learn about what people go through mentally and physically and, and how they deal with the things in their lives. And it's so powerful to gain that perspective and understand that we all are going through something difficult. If someone's not showing that they might be a good actor, but we're all going through stuff on a daily basis. And it's important to have that perspective and understand that so we can show more compassion. There's other people 
uh, it's huge. And, and like I said, there's this dichotomy because you said we have to be kind to ourselves and we also have to be real with ourselves. And that's a balance, right? You can't be so hard on yourself that you destroy yourself and you can't be so easy on yourself that you never go anywhere. So there's this balance that needs to be found. And when we say balance, I think people get confused that they literally have to balance it right now. I think with balance, you you go one way and then you adjust to to kind of balance it out, right? I went really hard on, really hard on myself. I got really hard on myself, not just hard on myself and like I suck, right? It's hard on myself like, hey, I don't like this about me. I, I don't like that. I don't like how I do that. Uh, I don't eat right. I don't stretch. I don't go to the gym. I don't run. I don't like that about myself. And I don't have, I don't listen when other people, I'm in conversations with people. I just talk about myself, those things like that self-awareness you build is, is, is insane. It, it helps you grab control of, of the life that you have. And inherently we can only control us. We can't control other people, but with you said, with the podcast, with perspectives, it's, it's important to be able to step into other people's shoes and, and hear their stories. Yeah, and that, that's empathy, right? Because like the the truth is we we don't know what's happening in anyone else's life. And and sometimes people at either the right time or the wrong time and we interpret them to be a certain way. And you know, what what sits with me so frequently is this idea that we are all just simply having this human experience. Uh, none of us actually know what the fuck we're doing. And even the people that we think know what that we think they know what they're doing, they don't. And and so and if you can just pause in that and and look at it from the scope of humanity, I mean, it's so incredible what you start to understand from people because like ultimately we're all gonna fail, we're all going to make mistakes. Um, before I ask you my last question, Joey, can you tell everybody where they can find out more about you and the podcast? Yeah. So one of the biggest places we have our podcasts on is Instagram. So that's going to be at MindShape Pod, M-I-N-D-S-H-A-P-E Pod. Uh, my Instagram is Joey Braun, and just an underscore sign on Instagram if you want to reach out to me personally. Yeah, so our podcast, like Michael said, we bring people on from all walks of life to share their stories. One of our goals was to make the stories as real as possible. And that means sensitive material, right? People share things that might trigger people, might make people upset, but it's real. It's their experience. And that's what we wanted because let's be honest, life's real, very real. And censoring it, what, is, what does that help? I mean, censoring something that's so real, uh, we never wanted to do that. So that's what we do. We bring people on and, and they share real deep, uh, sensitive stories and they open up about their traumas. So it's it's been a... Uh, a very rewarding experience. We hope to continue doing it for years to come. Brilliant, man. I got a mad love appreciation for that. My last question for you is, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? To be unbroken. To be unbroken is to be somebody who has compassion for themselves, that has compassion for the people in their life, a person who is a great friend of people, a, a great member of a family, someone who is empathetic, someone who can look at themselves in the mirror and be honest with themselves, 
someone who can do the right things to their life, whether that be eating, working out, reading books. It's that self-love, right? We become so broken on our journey throughout life, so broken on so many levels. We, we try to have everything perfect, but there's always one thing's up, one thing's down. It's, it's the practice of self-awareness and consciously asking yourself, what's the right next thing to do for me, for my life, for the people in my life? And to mend that all together throughout our lifetimes, we're never going to be perfect. If we can do our best in mending that and, and be at our best, uh, we can leave a lot. We could leave a great life behind, and you know, even a fant- a legacy for other people to uh, look back and remember us, remember us for. Powerful and very well said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here, Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend, and until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see ya. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that on Broken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.